Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from John chapter 17 verses 1 through 5. We're still talking about the farewell discourse of Jesus. If you remember, this is Passover. He has celebrated Passover with his closest disciples. He has washed their feet and given them the example of of servanthood, to serve one another, to love and care for one another. And now we get what some call the beloved chapter. Many call John the beloved book. This is the beloved chapter in the beloved book. And the reason people call it the beloved chapter is we get a glimpse into the heart of Christ. We get his prayer life. I would think if you could know the prayer life of a person and what they pray for, you get a picture into that person's soul and deepest feelings. And we get the veil pulled back today, and we get to see what Jesus prays for. And this is the longest prayer recorded by Jesus in the New Testament. So we get this long prayer. And this prayer divides up the first part of it that we're going to read here in just a minute, is this talking to the Father, this praise to God the Father. And I wouldn't say that Jesus is asking for something for himself. It's not that he's being selfish. But there's this self-intercessory part of this prayer that's going on here. And then he's going to turn his attention to praying for the church in verses 9 through 26. So the first part of this is going to be a conversation between Jesus and the Father. And then he is going to turn his attention to the church and what he cares for, for his followers that are left behind. You're going to hear the theme of glory in this passage too. And we'll talk more about that when we're done reading it. But you're going to hear glory. And it's going to be repeated all through this chapter. Also, you'll notice that this has some similarity with farewell discourses that we find in the Old Testament. For example, in Moses' farewell in Deuteronomy 32-33, you get part of his farewell as part, part of it as a prayer, just like we see with Jesus. So not only is Jesus giving last-minute instructions, final instructions, final exhortations, he's also Praying is part of this, and so this is part of a long tradition of leaders in Judaism that would give a farewell discourse. We know rabbis did this too. There would be a farewell discourse among rabbinic teachers, and also they would offer up a prayer uh, as a form of this final instructions or final uh, revealing of what their heart really is about. So let's go and let's see the very beginning of this prayer and what is on the heart of Christ. This is John 17, 1 through 5. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, in Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence, with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. So a few things to note in here that are that are really just awesome. First of all, this idea of glorifying. Jesus glorified the Father by doing the plan that he was sent to accomplish. So Jesus had a mission. He accomplished that mission. And now he's about to go to the cross. And the cross is seen, even though it's humiliating from a human perspective, It is viewed by Christ as a moment of glorification because he's taking God's plan 
to its fullest extent. He's going to love us to the very end. He's going to give up his life as a sacrifice. And in that, there is glory. So glory here is is just honor and praise and weightiness. So Jesus receives glory because he accomplished the mission he was given. And he also gives us a picture into the pre-incarnation. Now, what I mean by pre-incarnation, incarnation means that God became flesh. That is the doctrine of the incarnation. We've already heard that in John 1, especially John 1, 14. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. So Jesus, the eternal son of God who had lived in the glory of heaven for all eternity, comes to this earth and takes on flesh. And now he's going back to the Father. He's going back to the Father to receive the glory he had before he ever came to this this earth. So we get this idea of this pre-existent relationship between the Father and Son, who had been there for all eternity. The Father and Son had this relationship together. Jesus is going back to the Father. He's going to receive the glory that he had before he came to earth. And, And I would say even more glory because he has accomplished the will of the Father. We're going to see in Revelation later, another book that John writes, Revelation chapter 4 and chapter 5, that all of creation and all of heaven honors God as creator, but also honors the Lamb as redeemer. So in heaven, there's this liturgy, this worship that takes place where they worship the Lamb because he laid down his life for the sheep, for his people. So there's glory in what Jesus has accomplished. And there's glorification that's going to happen when he returns back to the Father. You can read Daniel 7 and get a glimpse of that glorification that is to come. Then Jesus says that he has the power to give eternal life. And that eternal life is this. And this is, this is key for us. Eternal life is that we know God, the Father, and we know his son, Jesus. That we come into an intimate relationship with them. Now, let's don't make this mystical. There is a sense to this that when we obey the Father and we obey the Son and we love them and we keep their commandments, we in some sense know them relationally. I'm not saying this is dependent upon our own good works, that, that we somehow accomplish this. But because great grace was given to us, has been poured into our life because of Jesus, we willfully and we happily obey the will of that he has for our life. And just as he obeyed the will of the Father and humbled himself, we humble ourselves and we obey the will of God in our lives. And we do the good works that were determined beforehand for us to accomplish in Christ. So part of this this glory that we get to share in as human beings is we get the glory of living in the will of God, the glory of being transformed into the image of of his Son, the glory of having... Uh, the divine nature, come into our lives and imbue us with, with eternal life. That is glorious. It's a glorious thing to be self-sacrificial and lay down uh, my will and look to the Father and say, your will be done in my life. That's a glorious thing for us as followers of Jesus Christ. So think about the model of Jesus and what that looks like. Why was Jesus glorified? Jesus was glorified because he came to accomplish the mission he had been given, the mission of redemption. And we too have been given a mission. We have been given marching orders. And part of the glory of that is we 
do as God has called us to do. And one day we are going to be, uh, in some sense, vindicated. There's going to be this glorious day of vindication when we finally receive our new resurrected bodies. And there will be a celebration like you can't imagine. So when we think of this glory and praise and honor uh, that the Father and Son have, and, and then the Son is glorified because of the mission he accomplished. I can't help but think back to Matthew 26, 39, when Jesus says, yet not as I will, but as you will. And that's what we have to wake up and say every day when we get out of the bed. God, it's not what I will, but it's what you will in my life. And we can't have a better example than Jesus Christ. Let's go back and, and read our passage one more time. This is John 17, verses 1 through 5. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all flesh, to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, in Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you have given me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. And we can say amen to that. Well, I hope you're having a good start to your week. I hope these podcasts are encouraging you, helping you grow in your walk with Jesus Christ. And I would love to see you back again tomorrow. We'll be back in John chapter 17 as we continue through this majestic, beautiful, powerful prayer, glimpse into the heart of Jesus. We'd love to have you back tomorrow for the next podcast. God bless. Hope you have a great day.